we should do. Well, it's just that was what we noticed from testing yeah. it before. It's but just, it sounds fine. What's the clap do? Uh, sync clap, so we can because uh, it's two different audio files, so it'll just be easier to sync them both up. So oh, so you're I can see on the waveform where those two little marks are basically, and then oh, we can okay. just when I'm editing it later, I can just line them up together editing on the track. Tricks. And oh, cool, big brain. Yeah. Well, here we are again on another week. How's it going, you guys? Welcome back to Balcony Banter, the podcast where you get Friday vibes on a Monday. I'm Bees. <laughs> that is really true. That's better than what I had to line up for this week. We'll go with that. Uh, this is Bigby. <laughs> and today we are joined by my very good friend, Sherb. Hey guys, what's up? Happy to be here. Hey. Man, yeah, that's <laughs> that's good. I was just gonna say <laughs> something like it's Friday night fever every week or something like that, but no, I I guess that's the thing I always forget. True. I I always view this as like a Friday night show, but I always forget we upload this on a Monday, so it's never really. I mean, it's Friday night. I don't still know. Still got the Friday vibes though. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, no, we definitely do. We we definitely do. If if only because a lot of the vibes are of. At least one of us, if not both of us, <laughs> decently intoxicated. Um, but, uh, yeah, how you how you doing, Sherb? How you doing this week? I'm good, you know. Same old, just working and playing some games. I uh, actually just beat Divinity Original Sin 2 the other hey. day. Nice. So I'm just kind of going through and save-scumming some achievements right now. <laughs> oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty well what I've been up to, other than League of Legends' new preseason. Oh, yes, oh, yes. I'm... Yes, I'm very familiar with that game. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I know very little, but I know because uh, my boyfriend, of course, plays with uh, you guys both when you guys are getting on League a lot, and he'll be talking to me about all kinds of stuff with it. <laughs> I'm just like, yep. I, <laughs> I, I can kind of understand. I, I totally can kind of follow. I try, I try to do my best because, you know, he's <laughs> my boyfriend. I care. It's... You know, I it's you gotta show interest. Yeah, well, it's hard for me to follow, but it's it's also something that perplexes me because, like, I <laughs> I like to play games to have fun, and it feels like people who play yeah. League of Legends just get angry a lot of the time. It, that is a very true uh, thing to say about the game. That's just kind of like ranked in competitive games in general, mm-hmm. though, too, right? Like Overwatch, like Beast oh, gets yeah. so mad at Overwatch, mad at Overwatch sometimes. sometimes. So I mean, you can kind of apply that to any like kind of ranked game really right no, so anything really competitive yeah yeah no that's definitely true i just i mean like i've i've certainly i had a big stint of playing overwatch back uh when it was a, a bit of a younger game um me and a lot of uh, a lot of other friends of mine were were quite into that like zoo and, and dingo and, and dougie and such but um yeah, I just I find there's a lot of people complaining about even just like the state of the game with with League, but you know I guess even as I say that I realize even Overwatch like it had its fair share of that and a lot oh, of games, yeah. especially with that kind of online, especially with competitive play. There's there's always going to be those people who have issue with something about it. So it's impossible to please everyone. That's yeah, and you got to think point. League is Riot's like only game right now. Too. For now, yeah. Like, uh, okay, no, they just released uh, <laughs> Legends of Runeterra, the card game. Isn't uh, and Valorant too? I was gonna say yeah. I know that one's gotten a bit of attention, but so yeah, they yeah. finally have multiple games now. But for like two thousand since two thousand nine, they've only had the one game. Yeah, and they so they're Riot really games. just kind of finding their good footings, right, on how to really make a good game and stuff like that. But there is some very dumb uh, decisions, especially <laughs> with new champions. Bees knows what I'm talking about. Oh with yeah, the likes of Samira and Yone and. It's just overloaded kits for the sake of being flashy, right? To Pretty sell much. skins. So. Exactly. Yeah, there's still issues like that, but it's a free to play game too. So, so yeah. you gotta take what you can get. Like oh, my one fair. of my favorite champions, Orn, is just getting a new skin after when did he release? I want to say he he was released in season five, so maybe 2015, 2016 at the latest. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since he's gotten a skin. Hmm. Meanwhile, like the the female big titty champions, they're like the a skin like every two patches probably just because they make money, right? They're in the double digits for skins. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, champions that are three, four years old barely have gotten two or three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's there's things like that that kind of make me angry sometimes, but I get it. I saw a headline or something at some point a while back that seemed to be 
suggesting from some degree that it was a like a certain degree of the decision making that went into making skins was actually based on like how much porn there was that was created <laughs> that character. Like someone like wow. had had word from like an insider that, that that was a basis, which I mean, I guess makes sense. I mean, that's that's certainly one way you can uh, test interest in the market. Is uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, sex sells. So I'm sure it works. Yeah, you got to think of league's major demographic too, right? The uh, like the high school teenager <laughs> that's probably just getting into that well right? that's how we were when we first got into it yeah we were grade 10 weren't we yeah so. grade 10 11 <laughs> yeah <laughs> just beating it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we all go through that phase right oh, yeah. where it's like every day it's like whoa whoa <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, bees was you were you were getting uh, bringing up a hentai quite a bit there before we started recording. Hey, I just made one joke saying you, your you, boyfriend was watching hentai. You made, well, that's all I said. I mean, he was the one te- watching it. Technically speaking, in his own words, the series he was watching is is technically considered, I guess, by some to be a hentai series, but it's also very violent. But hmm. it was a uh, well, I guess not even a series. It's like a a movie or something called Kite. It was interesting, though. It was very violent. The, he was watching the cut version that they have on Crunchyroll, which is doesn't really have the sex scenes, but I guess the sex scenes that are in it are it's basically hentai. So, mm. not bad, though. I guess I recommend it. I, didn't, I only was <laughs> half watching it, but... <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's one thing about anime that's always kind of struck me as, like, a, yeah... I don't know how to put this. Like, the normal show you watch, like Game of Thrones or whatever, has sex scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's the big deal if an anime has sex scenes? That's, That's fair. I think I... it's just a stigma that, at least is my theory, that people... Because uh, people have to draw that instead of, like, actually acting it. So, I think it might just be that stigma. Yeah. Well, I could maybe. be totally wrong. You Two could s- be right, yeah. To a certain degree, I think where some of the difference lies, too, is, like, the the type of pandering you have to that sort of thing in an anime show where, like, some shows, like, especially when you get into shows that are, like, considered to be, like, etchy in terms of, like, part of their, their subgenre, um, those kinds of shows, it's just, like, really goofy excuses just to have like panty shots and stuff like that that's and just fair. To, to, yeah. like like shit that's not even like realistic or, or in a lot of cases yeah like if it, if it doesn't like help the story right or help yeah, character sure. development if it's tasteless right? yeah but i mean to be fair i'm sure there's plenty of western shows you could also point at to oh, say exactly. that like oh it's also doing like you know kind of tasteless takes on that too i just know with kite specifically as a series it's like it's pretty hardcore the mm-hmm. scenes that they have like it's i think it would even like you know give game of thrones a, a run for its money in terms of uh mm, yeah. how uh how out there it gets with it but i mean yeah. i guess that's just that point of where does that line get crossed between it being you know tasteful or tasteless which i mean i think is something that can be subjective in some cases as well but mm-hmm. yeah fair enough like, I mean, you can always just watch Transformers and be like, well, Megan Fox really has no point in this movie other than some good shots, right? So, yeah, well, kind of just goes back and forth, I think, really. And yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it also doesn't really hurt the movie to have. Yeah. That's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's really just like, kind of like boost the. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm. I'm not these. against some nice Megan Fox pictures or whatever, right? <laughs> oh yeah, not complaining. <laughs> yeah, I just mean it's kind of like you can have both without like destroying yeah. the the heart of something, you know? Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I mean, I would also argue Megan Fox is not the only issue with those Transformers, movies. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, they have their issues, but if you want to watch some giant robots just beat the shit out of each other, they're all right movies. If you just want to see some nice, like, yeah, robot fights, explosions, go for it. You want, yeah, but you want, like, a good movie with giant robots fighting shit? Fucking Pacific Rim. Yeah, I like That's... Pacific Rim. I Didn't they make a second one of those? <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay. I haven't seen the second oh, okay. one. Yeah. Okay. So I know the first one was well, good. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I heard great things about it. Upro- okay, so the sequel, Uprising... I didn't hate it, 
but it's definitely like I would only recommend it if you really love the first one. You really love like mecha shit. There's literally one point in the film, and mind you, this film came out way after this meme stopped being relevant. But they literally have a point where they reference the troll meme. It's man, it's a moment that makes you cringe a little bit. But I went and saw that in theaters with Dingo, actually. He and I are both really into, like, mechs and shit. Dingo's a, a notorious Gundam fan. And he and I walked out of it, like, it was pretty good. It was enjoyable. But it was not, like, a, it was not nearly as good as the first one. And mm. I I am personally a big fan of the, the director of the first one, Guillermo del Toro, and he's... Uh, and his work. So, yeah, it was kind of disappointing that it didn't live up to the quite the same expectations. But That's fair. What yeah. What do you do? Yeah, I like that movie. There was, uh, I didn't really like the the Asian main character there. She didn't really seem like she had too much of a point in the first movie, honestly. Okay, here's the thing that you, you say that. She actually is someone that a lot of fans really, really liked, and that was actually something that a lot of people had an issue with the second movie. That she was gone. Because, well, she wasn't gone entirely. She was in the movie for a bit. Um, they didn't really include the main guy from the first movie, because uh, they basically instead have John Boyega as the lead, as the mm-hmm. son of um, Idris. Oh, excuse me, fuck me, beers come back to, <laughs> to fight me. Um, had the had him as the son of Idris Elba's character from the first movie, who was like this general dude of the, the Jaeger yep. program, right? And uh, but they have her in the movie for a brief bit as like an older version of her character, and like immediately she gets like fucking murked. Oh, by like the enemy, and it, it's meant to be like a scene of she's she's basically just like yeeted just to be like oh here's like this character from the first one oh, that a lot okay. of people liked okay we're just gonna immediately kill her off for like oh, to, to pandering oh yeah exactly and so many people were upset like no like she, the, she was one of the, the favorite parts of that movie at least for for some people I but yeah no I mean I I didn't mind her it's been a while since I've seen it but well, I mean there's yeah, it is a common thing like to kill off like to make a sequel like almost any sequel good you kind of have to like lose some characters. That's why like repetitive shows kind of do so good over time. But yeah, if it's just like yeah for a movie and for yeah a beloved character like that, it doesn't really make too much sense. Well, yeah, it, it, just for some people, it just felt very cheap, I guess, especially when there was like more that they could do with that character. But yeah, I mean. There is something to be said for that in terms of, like, dropping characters that you don't need um, or that you've, like, kind of explored to a point, especially with something, like, ongoing over, like, multiple iterations like that, um, be it, like, a movie franchise or a show or something like that, for sure. Yeah, you'd think they'd want to, like, kill her off near the end, though, too, right? To be like, whoa, this final battle has some merits. Like, we're yeah. losing people that are important, right? Has, Instead yeah, of what it sounds pay. like, just the random off-screen killing. Well, uh, it wasn't quite off screen but it, it, I feel like he was meant to set up like oh shit things are getting serious kind of earlier mm-hmm. on and kind of be a bit of like a, a shocking moment but it, it yeah I don't know there's that movie had yeah <laughs> that movie had a lot of problems but yeah, uh sounds like you're not the biggest fan of it so no I <laughs> wouldn't recommend it I, I actually just never got around to watching it it's not that I didn't want to or anything but I just kind of it never happened, you know. So. Yeah, understandable. I mean, it's kind of like me with uh, uh, the new Spider new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home. I still haven't seen it. I want to. Man, <laughs> I, did, I can't. I didn't watch it when the when it came out on uh, in theater for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but it hasn't released that that I've noticed. It hasn't released on any subscription or. Uh, streaming service. Uh, Netflix, Disney Plus. I can't find. Is it, it not on Disney Plus? That not, seems weird. To maybe me. I haven't checked recently, but like last time I checked, maybe a month ago, it wasn't. I haven't actually checked. I own it on Blu-ray, so that's how I watch it whenever I want to watch it. But that would probably be a Sony issue, right? Because Sony yeah. owns oh, yeah. a lot oh, of Spider-Man. That's so. actually something I hadn't thought about. That's a very. I forgot point. about that whole. Yeah, but uh, but Sony Homecoming's doesn't. on Netflix, I think. I know yeah. Homecoming is. But I, I think Homecoming from was on there. I think even partly from where a lot of the MCU stuff was still on Netflix because I know yeah. Disney started to yank a lot of that yeah. stuff off there because they wanted it on Disney Plus to help drive mm-hmm. you know, exclusivity and stuff. So, which is weird because Amazon Prime has uh, Endgame. 
So huh, really, yeah, which would be one of the MCU's biggest sellers, obviously, right? Or wow. Infinity War even, but yeah, Prime has Endgame, so you'd think that they'd all have get Far From Home or whatever, right? But mm-hmm. well, is yeah. it the only Endgame they have? Or is no, it... that's that's weird. Yeah, because I'm looking at Disney Plus now; they don't have Far From Home or Homecoming on here. Huh. Wow, they have a, like a it's bunch on of Netflix, other uh, Homecoming. I know that. But yeah, mm. far from home. Just I can't I can't find it on anything, so I haven't watched it yet. I so and it's driving me nuts. I want to see it. It's a good movie. It's I don't know if you know Mysterio, but I have an idea, but don't spoil anything. They do Mysterio justice, but if you know the character, you shouldn't be surprised by like the the wavelengths of the movie. I should oh, say. Okay. But they yeah, it's it's a good movie for sure. So I don't. I didn't think it was a bad movie, um, and I'll preface that I did think it was a pretty good movie. Definitely by like MCU standards, it, it certainly lives up to that. And I, I enjoyed some of the things they did, like how they portrayed Mysterio was definitely pretty decent. Um, it was a little. I'm trying not to get into too much because I don't want to spoil it for these. <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's hard to do that. The, yeah. the one yeah. reveal that they give in terms of his mm. his relation to some of the other stuff in the MCU, I guess, if you maybe are knowing what I'm referring mm-hmm. to, sure. I found that to be like weirdly comedic for how the, a lot of the tone of the rest of the movie was, especially mm-hmm. for, which I'm sure isn't much of a spoiler for, for bees at this point, but in terms of like how a lot of the movie is dealing with uh, Peter Parker's grief around Tony Stark, Tony Stark dying in Endgame. Mm-hmm. I guess spoiler, but I mean, if oh, you haven't seen Endgame at this point, that's yeah, really, you. that's on you. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, but like, I don't know. I just <clears throat> I found I went into that because up until that point, with maybe a, like a couple scant exceptions, I basically had seen most of the MCU movies in theaters. I was a pretty big fan of it. Like, I wasn't like you know that that almost like kind of cringy fanboy who was like super like like ridiculously invested in it like i know there are people who are um like when the trailer for like endgame and or even like infinity war were coming out where they were like crying like reacting to it and stuff and oh like, really Whoa, like like just so like overly emotionally invested it's like i don't know well there's I, also i'm a little more jaded i guess in my view towards it now, <laughs> well, well that just kind of reminds me of like the people who like before the movie came out like spoiled it and people called the cops on people who spoiled it like, that's that's, that's a real thing yeah that's a little silly <clears throat> like i i still remember laughing like uh, there's a video i guess of back when um star wars episode 7 came out force awakens um which was back when I was still pretty like in touch with Star Wars because that's also when I've sort of fallen out with because yeah like they're basically there was somebody who came out of the theater who was like basically spoiling of course the big death that happens in that movie uh, and a bunch of people just like mobbed and beat the shit out of him basically because wow. they were pissed and uh, who started some dude just like, oh. after he had seen the movie he came out oh, and, like spoiled, spoiled the, oh, okay. the big well basically Han Solo getting killed. And yeah, just basically a bunch, of, so, like several people, I guess, like beat the shit out of them for wow. it. Which, I mean, you know, I don't condone that kind of violence, but you're you're basically walking out being like, "Hey, fuck you," and everyone's like, "All right, well, fuck you, Hunter, throw down." Yeah, <laughs> like that's. I forgot Han Solo even died. Yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Like, I like the movies, I like lightsabers and all that stuff, but I was never really invested in it. No, that's fair. So personally, I. It, when I first watched it, I hated that Han Solo died. Like yeah. I almost left the theater. I was so angry, but I'm like, nah, just just Harris, stay and watch I'm it. I'm sure Harrison. Ford, oh, Harrison, at that point he wanted to fucking out. Harrison yeah. Ford. Was I, was, trying. I was. I was. Well, sorry, go on. I was gonna say Harrison <laughs> Ford's been trying to kill Han Solo since he started. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, I was gonna reference too because I know there was a big thing with that. I was actually surprised when he, I heard he was actually gonna be in that movie. I was like, oh, really? They got him on, but I had a feeling Han Solo was like that. I heard there was like a big reveal, and I had kind of a sneaking suspicion that might have been it. And yeah, it, it was. And mm. I, yeah. I mean, the seven-year-old in me is still mad Darth Maul died after <laughs> half a movie. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
He was probably the best character they never fleshed out. I think that the uh, the well, prequels would have been so much better with a main antagonist that you actually see. Like Palpatine, you almost never see until the third one, right? No, so even Dooku, true. you don't, you never see. Yeah, really. Dooku, you never even know about Dooku from the movies until that scene where Yoda, Anakin, and Dooku fight, right? Yeah. Well, I I know in the Clone Wars series though, actually, which some people talk speak very highly. The animated series. I yeah. love. It's they, amazing. Um, I know they developed Darth Maul a lot more now. Yes. And, and Dooku and a lot of those characters. Oh, yeah. The anime I mean, series does it yeah. justice. It really mm. does. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. See, as someone who's just watching the movies, right? Mm. So, Honestly, yeah. like, if you want, like, a, I, I know you said you're not a big Star Wars fan, but if you want, like, something Star Wars to watch, the Clone Wars animated series oh, was amazing. Especially the newest season they released this year. To like uh, conclude oh, yeah, it. That's right. They like came back again for. Yeah, more. that's really <laughs> where they majorly flushed out Darth Maul, like because <laughs> they did the whole story arc, like completed Order sixty six in that season. Well, I know they they also oh, did some amazing. stuff. I, I I know from some people I've heard too because they also did another series called Rebels, which was supposed to be like a similar style, but picking up like post episode three to basically be more in like during the Imperial War and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like four, the original five, six, trilogy. Um. <laughs> It, I know they did some stuff with because in the Clone Wars series, uh, one really major character through that a lot has become like a really big fan favorite in the Star Wars community is Ahsoka Tano, who was because I never really watched the show much myself, but my stepbrother was quite into it when he was younger back when it was like first coming out, and because uh, she's basically uh, Anakin's Padawan that he basically is like training and stuff for uh, basically throughout the whole series oh. but it, it has some interesting stuff with her basically going up against you know Darth Vader who is you know of course Anakin right so mm-hmm. yeah and some of the stuff with that that seemed interesting but I know a lot of people's opinion I think was that that show was not quite on the same level as Rebels is more tailored for kids I'm gonna mm, say well uh, the Clone uh, Wars series like I'm not saying the Clone Wars series is made for adults but it uh rebels it's just the the writing you can tell it's more like pg-13 whereas rebels yeah. is like 14 15 plus well i know clone wars started before the disney bio as well which yeah. might have been part of it but i know early like clone wars stuff which is part of what's kept me from because there was one point i think i was trying to watch it and get into it a bit and that was something that kind of kept me i know early series for that it's also kind of more youth oriented a little mm-hmm. bit but it's not too bad but i mean basically to, to kind of bring it back around to the mcu because when I watched Far From Home, and, and I, because the reason that I sort of come back around to this, because something similar happened with Star Wars for me too, and I, I think it's really just kind of Disney in a lot of ways, which is like, I mean, I know people like to bitch and moan about Disney, but there are some legitimate issues with how they are just kind of like pumping out and milking some of these franchises to death a little bit, and because like, after like I was like I said pretty big into the MCU for a bit. I was also a pretty big Star Wars fan. Like I was pretty big into it growing up and stuff. With the MCU though, like I was pretty into it, but like I I was into it in the way that it was like for me is like oh this is like a new graphic novel coming out and I'm just gonna go watch this and have fun. It's just you know I'm I know what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting this to be some like big really artful movie or, or whatever. It's you know it's a popcorn flick, but it's a fun time and I, I I'm invested in it in so far as. I'm interested to see where it's going to go and how everything's going to connect and fit together for the shared universe stuff. And But, like, after Endgame, I just found I kind of stopped giving a shit. And I, I had meant to go and see Far From Home in theaters, but with the trailer sword stuff, I just, I don't know. I wasn't as hyped for it as I was for Homecoming. Uh-huh. And when I sat down and watched it, because I watched it at home, because I didn't end up getting around to a theater to see it, I, I don't know, it didn't hit me with the same impact that I expected it to, I guess, that that it did when I watched Homecoming. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it, but it's just like, I didn't, I don't know, I just found myself not as not as drawn into it. And I, I found, like, Star Wars kind of had a similar effect. Like, I, I watched Episode Eight. I thought it was pretty decent when I saw it in theaters, but after the fact, I have no interest in rewatching it, and mm-hmm. I was pretty much... Bur- Star Wars, definitely, I was, like, just burnt right out on by the time Episode Nine came out. Like, I still haven't seen that, and I don't really have much interest in trying to go and watch it. And Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, there's some stuff around the MCU I'm still kind of interested in, but, like, 
like more so I would say than Star Wars, but I just I don't know. I'm just I feel like I'm just it's like they've they've driven it so far so fast that it's just I'm almost like burnt out on it. Like it's yeah, that's yeah. a real thing. Like oh, we've yeah. had a Marvel movie like at least one since 2009 at this point, Once right? Year, yeah. And 2020 is gonna be the first year since 2009 where we haven't had a Marvel movie. Now. In January, we're getting WandaVision, which is a series, which I think is really cool. See, yeah, that's one I'm actually. That's one of the things I'm like. This actually looks cool. This looks interesting. Yeah, like when I was in high school, I was always thinking like, okay, they need to do the origin shit. Like they gotta show Uncle Ben die three times or whatever, right? Even though they didn't for Tom Holland Spider Man, which I was so thankful for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, I was fair. always like, do the Avengers as movies and then give each hero like a like a little section of series and just give them like a season of build up or whatever and then throw them into the Avengers and see how they all interact with each other, right? No, absolutely. Well, I mean, that was part of the magic of like the first Avengers movie because everybody, with the exception of Iron Man who got a second one just because there was a big gap in time between. Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah. Iron Man 2 is not bad, but it, it is kind of a filler arc in a way. <laughs> so I think I can see some arguing. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, because, I mean, Avengers 2 was alright. I enjoyed it. It wasn't quite as good as the first one. But the first one was, like... The first one will really be, like, impossible to top. I mean, Endgame and Infinity War kind of around, along with it. Like, they were really cool just in how much history had been built up by that point with all the movies. And that it was basically serving as payoff for. And that those two are, like, an event in their own right, too. That... I think is, like, I don't think the MCU's ever going to see that same degree again. Oh, no. Because I think there's a lot of people who are also like me who now that Endgame is done, it's like, okay, that's the end of that. I'm not really going to go back and, and I don't really care about, you know, the next stuff as much, right? Or it's because it's that fatigue where I think some people were just like, well, I want to see it through to the end of this thing, right? Like, I got to make it to the, the season finale, quote-unquote. But now that mm -hmm. that's happened, I think a lot of people have kind of... This is the climax of it. ...have kind of checked out. And I mean, like, I'm interested in... There's Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness that's being talked about as a movie coming out that I'm intrigued by just because I like Doctor Strange as a character. I would like to see them do some really good stuff with him because there's a lot of interesting things that he could do. And mm -hmm. that one's supposed to be very much him and Scarlet Witch going on a thing, and from at least from what I've heard. Um, although I, I'm i a little interested where it's going going to go because I know originally it was supposed to be kind of almost like a Lovecraftian horror kind of direction, but I think they're shifting it now. But Yeah, the thing with Doctor Strange, too, is you really have to nerf him in these big flicks, right? Like, he's one of the most powerful heroes and in Endgame, they literally just made him, okay, make a water tornado, stop the flood from killing us all, right? Because they couldn't just have him walk up to Thanos and just, okay, see ya, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. for Scarlet Witch, they really showed her power when she was about to, you know, rip Thanos in two yeah. until he called the fire down, right? And Captain yeah. Marvel blew up his ship, but... Yeah. Well, and see, Captain Marvel's another thing, too, because, like... I went into her movie really wanting to enjoy it, and I found just kind of myself a bit underwhelmed by it. Like, I... That's fair. And I think that was the point where some of that fatigue for me was starting to set in a little bit. But I, I also... There there were some decisions in that movie I didn't care for as much. I do think it was a decent film. I, I did enjoy it well I did enough. enjoy it, yeah. The one thing I hated was their whole explanation of, like, Nick Fury's, like, how he lost his eye. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, felt like a, a really fucking stupid... Like, they, they used that for humor, but they're... Because the thing was, like, and I, was, I know I wasn't the only fan who was pissed about that, because there was a, a whole big deal that was made of that in uh, the Winter Soldier movie for Captain America, which the Captain America movies I fucking love. Like, mm -hmm. Captain America as a character, oh, like, yeah. Steve Rogers, Chris Evans' portrayal of him, I, one of my favorite, as much as some people might think it was kind of a very basic character, one of my favorites in the MCU. I just, I really have a thing for that, just, you know, he's the good guy, and he's gonna try to do his best and do the right thing despite all the odds against him, and that to me was just such a cool character and such a cool portrayal of him and I really liked Winter Soldier especially because it was very much that contrast of him representing the values of what America should be versus like you know the the super like surveillance state kind of thing that a lot of America really is today and and some of the the values that it kind of its government at least kind of represents today versus like what he is sort of viewing it to be coming from the past and 
it it's also just a really great like just you know spy thriller movie but with superheroes and shit and it's 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 a dope time yeah winter soldier is probably one of the highest rated marvel movies oh, yeah. right everyone oh, yeah. loves that movie oh it's so good it's amazing. but there's there's that whole thing where nick fear makes a point of like last time i trusted someone i lost an eye and it, it creates this degree of mystique with the character of like oh mm. what happened with him and and all this <laughs> and then we learn it, it was it's fucking, a cat. It's he just space trusted cat. A, yeah. alien cat. Space cat ripped his eye out, and it was played for fucking laughs. I, I can I can see why. Uh, yeah, that's that was that was dumb to me. Yeah, there was that, and I liked Brie Larson's portrayal of Captain Marvel. Oh I, yeah, I think she did good, but Captain Marvel in itself is like Superman. Like it's extremely hard to make a good villain for Captain Marvel and Superman because they're just so overpowered, yeah. right? No, for sure. Well, the one thing I also didn't care for with that, like Brie Larson was fine. I, I, and most of the story in the movie I thought was was pretty good. It was decent. I liked the the sort of um, the trick thing around of like the scrolls not necessarily being the villains, even though everyone expected them to be, and mm-hmm. you know that that was kind of a neat uh, flip around with things. I enjoyed the aspect of her powers being sourced from the Tesseract as well, like one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, that like, makes sense. Cool, that was a nice kind of come around with that and, you know, kind of tying that into how some of the other heroes like Scarlet Witch have their powers sourced from the Infinity Stones and stuff and mm-hmm. how integral they had been in, in that sort of big, long arc of, of the MCU. But, um, like, it just felt like some other things were really trying to, like, shoehorn how important her character was in terms of, like... You know, oh, it, because of her, this is where, like, Nick Fury got the whole idea for the Avengers and, you know, all these things. And it's like, okay, but she didn't need to be that, though. She could have just been her own thing and not have to be this, you know, super important character. I mean, they built up her importance for Endgame a lot, but really she was barely in it. <laughs> she yep. just, her, her big importance was she showed up at the end to fuck up some ships, but I mean, like... You know, you could have had any other character do that. There's a whole host of characters in the MCU that could have done that. There's yep. there's there's nothing unique or special that she brings to it. And, and I, I don't mean that to say that that means that she's not a good or interesting character or that she couldn't be. I just think that's a failing on the people driving the MCU and the, the direction of it for not making better use of her. Because I think a character like that could still be really interesting and really cool and it seems like in a lot of ways they're really trying to poise her as being, you know, the the next, uh, like, Captain America in a lot of ways for where the MCU is going. But, like, I don't know. She doesn't have that same quality of interest for me. I, I, I'm into her character. I'm into the concept of her character. I like the big, strong woman character who's going to fuck shit up and she's got crazy powers. That's dope as hell. But it just feels like she they did not do it justice, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. And when you look at a movie like Endgame, too, you got to try and give every character some highlight time, too, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it is a three hours, but yeah. Well, I I get why, like, a newer character like her maybe wouldn't even get that highlight time, Mm -hmm. too, because, like, they're really trying to pay respects to everything that's come up to that point, right? So, you know, a lot of time for Tony Stark, a lot of time for, you know, Thor and for you know, for uh, Captain America and stuff, right? And, you know, all the the characters who've been around for a while to really give them their kind of, their, their final moment to shine, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, when I watched that trailer the first time, when you see uh, Thanos sitting on the his ground there with his sword in the ground, and you just see Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America start walking up to him, like, oh, man. Yeah. That got me so hyped just oh, for yeah. that trailer. Oh, absolutely. And... A big thing about that movie I didn't like was Professor Hulk. Like I Honestly, th- that's fair. Like <laughs> I like Professor fair. Hulk. I like that it's the brains and the brawn and stuff, but other than the snap, he didn't really do much in that movie, right? No. He for ate sure. some tacos, he got Thor <laughs> out of his depressed cave, but you didn't really see him fuck shit up. Yeah, you right? didn't see the brawn at I, all. I liked it and I thought it was fine. I just would have liked to have seen I don't know, like it felt like there were pieces that were missing between... Because I, I like the whole... I don't know. It feels like there's the point of an interesting sort of arc for him there between, like, what happens in Infinity War ver- and then, uh, like, in with Thor Ragnarok and then with um, Endgame with, like, basically Hulk getting beaten by Thanos and then just being like, oh... 
I'm not going to come out anymore because I'm upset. Yeah. And then Banner having to kind of like work away around it. But it felt like it was just like, oh, they're merged now. Like that was the part of it I didn't care for. I thought the end result was fine, but it felt like, oh, we didn't really get to see the transition of this become a thing. Like, yeah, it's just... I hope they uh, they go into that a little bit more because that's the time skip at play too, right? The five yeah. years from Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. So. That was just the thing that I just found disappointing was that it, I would have liked to have seen that progression more as to how that becomes a thing Mm -hmm. because it just felt very much like they included it as a nod to fans of the comics and stuff to be like, oh, hey, we did this thing from the comics, but it's, it's interesting and it doesn't feel like it shouldn't be there, but it just felt very like, oh, here we are. This is a thing now. Hulk and Banner are, are one, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was neat. But, yeah, I, I think of the very few things I dislike about Endgame, I think Professor Hulk is probably the biggest. No, that's that's definitely understandable. That's Another big going. thing with the MCU, just to kind of keep on track with the MCU thing, is how they're going to fill in Black Panther now, too, right? Fuck me. And yeah, that's, that's so upsetting. Yeah, I was really Rest upset to hear about Chad. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, Chadwick Boseman's great. Yeah, it's because uh, they're definitely setting up Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, and Captain Marvel as the big heavy hitters, right, for stage. because oh, yeah, their old heavy hitters are gone. For stage four now, right? Yeah, so it's going to be yeah. interesting, right, if they have I've Shuri heard... play Black Panther I was going to say, or... I've heard, because like the comics, they have Shuri eventually become Black Panther. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what they're going to do, or... I mean, I feel like with what they've set up in the movie, like, it, like they're almost a little limited, because it, it would be hard to kind of just be like, oh, this other person's going to be Black Panther now, okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Because she's really one of the only ones that they've really established as a character who could, other than other than maybe, uh, I forget her name, but uh, it was like T'Challa's love interest in oh, that movie. Um, you know what, I forget her name now, too. I know, yeah, what you, I know, yeah we know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, a big thing with that, too, is Shuri is set up to be like the comedic, here, I'm going to make all your gadgets for you, but yeah. here, uh, what are those joke meme type <laughs> character, you know? Yeah. So making her this big, important yeah, that's, leader. that's a good point. I'm not I sure. I don't think it's impossible, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's going to really take some good writing stuff. on both the actor and the writing staff to really drive it home. No, for sure. And, and yeah, that it would it would be a tough sell. I could see a, like a reality where it would work and there being like this whole like, oh, now I have all this responsibility on me. Can I handle it? And kind of like filling those shoes, but... Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate, and I mean, it's one of those things that it, it really came out of nowhere, and I was really disappointed by it, because, like, Black Panther was a really awesome movie, and I mean, I know some people like to point out, like, no, he's it's not the first, you know, black superhero in a movie, whatever, but, like, for a movie, like, Black Panther, its identity in, like, in, in being so rooted in African culture, and having that sort of, like, neo-Afro style, like... It was fucking cool. There's not a lot of movies that have that kind of style and that kind of aesthetic. And I really dug that in the movie. And yeah. it was a really cool... Like, like so much of it was just... It was really, really dope. It's cool to see, like, you know, a hero who's not, like, another white dude. Which... Yeah, like, you know... Black Panther was the first uh, tit- titular... Titular? Titular main character that was a black superhero, right? Like, you had Falcon... But he was just Captain America's sidekick, right? Yeah, and he had War Machine. Yeah. That was just Iron Man's sidekick. It wasn't really the main character, right? Yeah. So, well, some people have talked about because I mean, there's other things, but most particularly, like you have Blade, right? Who is a Marvel, yeah. technically a Marvel superhero, quote unquote. He was getting but, his own series too, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Um, which will be interesting to see that integration into the MCU for sure. But mm-hmm. I'm also interested to see how. I don't know. I always worry with Disney, like how far they'll really take it. But I'm hoping that they kind of allow for them not to like worry too much, and in some series, some things about the family friendly kind of image. And yeah, just to bring it back to Black Panther, and in line with that, is there's a scene where Killmonger slices the throat of one of the guards, and there's no blood. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you gotta wonder, is that just Disney, or was that a director choice to keep it in line for kids, right? Which yeah. makes sense, but why even have that scene in the first yeah, place? Really. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I guess it's one of those things. I, I would almost imagine it's maybe the director trying to see how far they can go and then having to keep it in line, if I had to guess. But, like, I mean, I obviously don't know for sure, but... Yep, could be true, too. I'm... I will say, I'm not. I'm not a huge. Uh, I'm not like hugely into like the DC universe of stuff. Yeah, like it's just me neither. A lot of stuff going on there. Like Joker was fine, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I haven't seen like Taxi Driver and um, I forget the other movie that it really borrows from. But I mean, I've heard a lot of people who say that those movies are just it's it's basically like a lesser kind of more comic book flavored version of those movies, at least to a certain extent. <laughs> But it, I still enjoyed it well enough for what it was. And there's, I don't mind DC necessarily, but a lot of the DC stuff that's been coming out, like Batman v Superman, I saw, <laughs> didn't care for Suicide too much. Squad, Batman v Superman. Yeah, I don't. I hear the Aquaman movie wasn't. That's was actually one of the better ones, but like it was still kind oh, of man. Actually, Wonder Woman I saw though. I actually really dug Wonder Woman. Uh, okay. Other than the very end part, in which when she has like the final battle against the Ares, Ares yeah, that was the one part I didn't like, and that's because it felt so much more like the other fucking like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel and shit. And I was like, okay, this I'm less into this because it's just like big action. Just we're gonna fight and smash shit and whatever Uh, i mean that can be fine but i am very interested and intrigued by what i've been seeing in terms of promo material for the new suicide squad movie yeah from james gunn eh? from the guardians yeah is he directing the new suicide squad yeah Yeah. so back when disney fired him uh the who owns dc is it warner bros yeah, I yeah. want to say whoever owns DC jumped on him was like, "Yo, direct Suicide Squad for us. Like, forget about the other one with the bad stuff. Oh, okay. Make us a new one." Oh, and really? They're not going off the old one at all? No, it's, oh. a, it's a complete reboot. Oh, damn. It's, and I'm gonna say, damn. well, the only thing that they're they're keeping from that, I think, is Harley Quinn. Basically, yes. oh yeah, Harley Quinn. Of course, she was a, she Quinn. was a. Well, I think I think it's going to play the same actress and everything else. Uh, the one thing I'm not sure about, and I, I don't think it's for Suicide Squad, but I know that they're bringing back, I guess, um, fuck me, what's his name? Uh, guy who played Joker in Suicide Squad. Jared. Jared, Jared Leto. Leto. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're bringing him back for something. I forget what really? movie it was, but yeah, I guess he's going to reprise his role as the Joker, which... I'm not sure if it was Suicide Squad or, uh, Squad, Squad, <laughs> or, uh, uh, Zack Snyder's uh, full cut of uh, Justice League. Oh, interesting. He might be uh, redoing some scenes and actually getting some screen time in that movie. Oh, wow. So, oh, that's interesting. interesting either way. Yeah. Or maybe, uh, I don't know. Because he, he had a couple scenes in Suicide Squad where he was mad that the director cut them out too, right? Uh, so okay. he could be getting in the James Gunn one. But I don't know how I felt about his Joker. If, like, he's yeah. a good actor... But I feel like well, he just tried too hard. He definitely know? did because I know he tried to go all like method actor with oh, it. Yeah. Like he there was are lots to, of stories. Yeah, of like some him sending like a like a dead rat like use condoms yeah. to yeah. other actors. Just it's doing like, fuck shit. It's like I don't know, man. That's not what this is. Like it feels like you're just trying to be like edgy and not. Yeah, like really... that's like that is fuck. But like that's not something the Joker would do. Obviously, like, he wouldn't do shit in real life that a Joker would do. Yeah. Like, mailing dead rats and, yeah, like, use condoms. That just doesn't really add up to me. The DC Universe in general, too, was just a lot darker and, like, not even, like, in story-wise, just in literal lighting. I was actually going to say, yes, in literal lighting. I don't... I'm not a big fan of the movie because of this. I'm not a fan of it and all the slow-mo, too. Like, if you look at Wonder Woman, all the big fights are slow-mo, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> like, That's Wonder fair. Woman is one of the movies I actually really like from DC, but just the slow-mo in it just makes it so aggravating for me. Yeah, that's fair. 
I'll say actually, and in that regard too, I am interested to see. Like, I don't think it's come out yet, but the new Wonder Woman, I'm a little intrigued about as well in a similar. I think that was supposed to be a 2020 release, but COVID happened. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm not 100 percent sure on that though. I'm trying to find this image. I'm trying to find it here on my phone to show, um, to show bees this image of like. The lineup of characters that are supposed to be in the new Suicide Squad one, because the the new one is called the Suicide Squad, and it's the, the, the only name change. The well, Suicide Squad, yeah, that's that's what they're calling it. Nice. I, I guess is a way to differentiate it. But they are bringing in like the cast of characters, like James Gunn's going like right for the weird ass deep cuts. Like one of the characters <laughs> oh, they have yeah. in is, is a character called Polka Dot Man. Oh, yeah, Sean Gunn, his brother actually, because uh, he's in a lot of James Gunn's movies. He plays, I believe, Sean Gunn's the one who plays um, in Guardians, the one fucking dude, um, uh, the, the, one re- Ravager the replacement guy. of uh, Yondu that gets the new Finn. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That guy. He's and he's the mocap. For, that's that's for his. That's too. James Gunn's brother. I'm pretty sure Sean Gunn. But he's really? playing a character in the Suicide Squad called the Weasel, who's <laughs> like this weird <laughs> like fucking weasel man. Like it, it's like he's just going like all I was just like fuck it. I'm gonna do take all whatever weird characters I want and make it happen. And mm-hmm. he he's bringing a style and flair to like you see like oh, I really want to show you this lineup because you see some of the characters <laughs> that are there and you're like. Oh, this is really different than what they did with the other one. Like, there's characters who look like break up. Like John Cena's playing like a character. Yeah, I was just really. Yeah, yeah, John Cena's in it. That's amazing. He's like this dude in this like bright costume, this like gold helmet and shit. And I, I don't don't know the genius. Yeah, he literally just looks like a mall cop with a little. I I want to watch it just for that, honestly. Yeah, like legit. I'm super interested to see it because it looks like it's gonna be a really fun time. But yeah, like. Uh, it's he's definitely just going for the most obscure characters that nobody knows except for like the big DC fans just to like do some fucked up shit with them right well that's the thing I'm sure DC's like fuck it do what you want because nobody really knew who the Guardians were before James Gunn made the first movie I've never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy before James Gunn yeah that's the movie that really got my girlfriend into the MCU Guardians so I can't find the full like cast image that I'm trying to find. Mainly group. But that's that's John Cena as in That's this, amazing. That's what he looks like in this. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I I seriously want to watch this movie just for John Cena. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's gonna be something for sure. It'll be a, a big money maker, I think. Even if it's bad, it's still gonna like Suicide Squad made a lot of money just because of the oh, yeah. and stuff. I'm right? sure. Oh so, yeah. No matter how bad it was, probably made a hell of a lot of money. No, absolutely. Um, another thing too is Sonyverse stealing Venom from the MCU <laughs> makes me so mad. <laughs> I've heard and some. I've heard as much I've, as there's a lot of been a lot of like negatives I've heard about that movie. I've also heard some positives. I've heard, I've heard so I hear mixed things about Venom. My brother loves it, but it's a I, fun movie if you don't really care about Venom. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Like, if you go into That's it and you're just like, oh, okay, well, it's a space symbiote, which Venom is, but there's a lot more to it before he meets Eddie Brock and combines with him. Well, it's like, fair. let's just fuck shit up as this big Venom guy. And they do Venom's character mostly justice, like his anti-hero type comedy stuff. It's funny. It's good. It works. But without either Spider-Man or Deadpool... It just it shouldn't be a thing, right? Oh, okay. Because yeah. Venom gets his comedy from either Peter Parker or from Wade Wilson, because he either bonds with Deadpool first, and that drives Venom kind of crazy, and then he bonds with Peter Parker, and it kind of cools him down a little bit. But yeah, it's just hmm. <laughs> I want a good Venom MCU movie because I love Venom. Oh, okay. See, one thing I'll say about Sony having it, though, is we got Spider-Verse. That's true. And in, in, in the same... Because I'm pretty sure Spider-Verse came out the same year as Endgame. I'm going to say flat out Spider... Maybe it was. Or maybe it was... I actually don't know. Let me double I don't check think it, that. I want to say it was like... Let me fact pride. check myself. I want to say it's like Infinity War. Uh, I could be wrong, but... I know... It's, yeah, it was released Let me, let me fact check before I, a major I get movie. into this. Uh, cause I, I heard that was yeah, a good movie know. though. Yeah. You know what? Isn't there a second one coming out of it? 
Or like in confirmed? So I think so. So okay, that was twenty eighteen. When was and, and Endgame? Was Endgame was nineteen. Yeah, was nineteen. Infinity War was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I must have fucked up. I'm thinking. Yeah, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, well, it was twenty nineteen. No, okay. So yeah, it was the same year as Infinity War. I'm gonna say flat out, no contest. Spider Verse was better. In my really, opinion. really. I, so I'll say I have a preference. I have a preference for animated films sometimes uh. and what they can do. And that movie was like, it was the animation style that they used. Like it, in the animation community, it became like a really big point of controversy because. Sony was actually trying to patent the style of animation they used for that movie. Oh, really? The style of animation they use, it, you notice when you watch it, it almost feels a little bit stuttery at first yep. when you're watching it. It looks like you're watching a comic book to And me. that's the whole thing. Any point where you pause the movie, it will be like a clean frame. There's no like blurring whatever it's this, really? it's this unique style of animation that they mm-hmm. developed for this film huh. and sony was trying to patent it because they didn't want they, they basically want to have a monopoly on it uh, okay, which man. it's because of how successful that was but that movie just for me like it just drips style and in so many different ways and in all the ways it presents everything and it's music and the way it's animated, and there's, I see posts all the time talking about all the little hidden details in the alternate universe of things that they included for in like just little background images and, mm-hmm. and references and stuff, and just things they did to be like, yeah, this is why this universe is alternate, and things that are different between the two, and just even in those small details, but even in like the whole plot line is just it's so genius. It's such a great passing of the torch from Peter Parker to Miles Morales, but also developing out Peter's story in an interesting way that hasn't really been, at least in movies that I've seen, hasn't really been done before, but while also paying reference, because they they have a whole thing where the Peter Parker and Miles' universe is basically meant to be in all the preview scenes, or like the scenes they show with him basically introducing like his life as Peter Parker, it's all meant to be references to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man run with, with the Sam Raimi movies. But then when they switch over to Earth 616, like the actual, like, you know, the the true, I guess you could say, quote unquote, Peter Parker, where they're showing off his, like, oh, yeah, this is me and my life, and then that whole sequence that they do, it's all definitely seems more from the comic line, like mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man comics, and it has more of the that really classic Spider-Man vibe, and it's it's just so genius with that, but even, like, the, the whole story arc of Miles' like, come up as Spider-Man, and the the heart and soul that's in that and how much justice they do like yeah just bringing in all these other spider-man characters and stuff too from other parts of it and just it's really just a big celebration of spider-man as a character in a lot of ways and it's oh it's so amazingly done in my opinion that's true I think it's funny because I forget what comic it is, but there's one comic that shows like Uncle Ben being Spider-Man and Peter Parker being the one that got killed that night. It's really yeah, it's just that anyone can be Spider-Man, and it's kind of cool to really think about, right? Well, and it's it's interesting too because that's that's a whole thing with uh, Gwen Stacy or Spider Gwen that they yeah. reference there because of course they have her in the movie because she's become like a huge fan favorite oh, of yeah. comics and stuff. Pretty sure um, she was just a one shot too, but. Yeah, Not I think initially, now. but yeah, no, they, I mean, really it, it became a big thing, and the design is, it's so, it's such a money design, mm-hmm. like, it's so cash, and, like, she, it's, because, yeah, the whole point, in, like, in that movie, it's really interesting, like, her dynamic with Peter Parker, because he's, like, and the, the whole aspect of, like, Miles, like, losing someone, and, like, having to be Spider-Man, that responsibility, and they're like, yeah, we get it, buddy, like, we've literally all been there, that's kind of part of the the role and because that, that whole aspect of Gwen Stacy is Peter her Peter Parker died because her Peter Parker actually became reptile uh, yep he became reptile or oh really lizard. yeah yeah because in uh, oh. where it's usually Professor Connors like in, in Earth 616 like the original Spider-Man in her continuity it's actually Peter who becomes uh, oh, reptile damn. that's actually that's a twist actually yeah, yeah because he gets, uh, they he reference get, it in the movie too it's interesting yeah because he got jealous of Gwen getting these powers so he tried to do some fun stuff and get powers his own and became oh, okay. reptile so yeah and then peter parker's gwen actually you know dying so 
yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And sp I think Spider-Verse 2 is actually supposed to have Venom, which oh, kind of yeah. hopefully gets well, they me do a little the excited. Looking for. <laughs> well, they set it up at the end with, uh, oh, I forget his name, but the, the, the like, future Spider-Man. Um, I forget what continuity is exactly, like, the name for it, but... Mm. He's like the, the the like neo future like Spider Man because I I know about him from there was the Spider Man Shattered Dimensions game which was like one of the first yes. ones to really it's play the, with the dark the, blue suit right yeah yeah I, yeah. I, yeah I forget who that actually is it's, I want to say his name's like Miguel or something like that but I forget it's but my he's... favorite suit design by far but I can't remember the actual character damn yeah because they because i remember there was spider-man shared dimensions was a game i believe on like the ps3 ps3 xbox and, 360 yeah like that yeah. that era and i know it was like i think it was one of the first things to really play with that multiverse design like i don't think it created some of the concepts for those characters but i think it was one of the first ones to really play with that idea of crossing over these different spider-man continuities because you had like earth 616 spider-man but that one also had spider-man noir that you got to play as and go through levels with as well as that future spider-man um and it sort of had that crossover. So, so I knew who spider-man noir was going into that movie but they also had a reveal of that character coming up and uh, he's basically got, like, a device to, like, go between the dimensions and stuff and uh, bridging that gap again. And they do a whole gag at the end where he basically goes back and uh, he's like, we gotta go back to where it all started. And he goes back <laughs> to, like, the old 60s cartoon and they basically oh, do man. the meme of the two Spider-Man pointing at each <laughs> other, but one of them is him. So much of the movie was a big homage to everything Spider-Man. I don't know, man. There's, there's so much heart to it. Because, I mean, like... Thing is, like, I watched Endgame. I really enjoyed, or not Endgame, but uh, Infinity War that same year, right? And I really yeah. enjoyed that movie. There were some really cool things they did. And I, I, I'll give Marvel and uh, even Disney like the credit that like they did some inventive things with that movie and things I didn't expect them to do. That like, I like, I'll give them praise. Like with the powers that the Infinity Gauntlet can have and the Infinity Stones can have that Thanos wields in that movie, I'm like. This was kind of impressive, actually. Like, when he's fighting the Guardians at um, uh, Nowhere, yeah, and nowhere. he yeah. uses uh, the one of the stones to, like... Like, he, he just literally the turns, reality. like... Um, the reality stone, yeah. He turns yeah. Uh, Gamora... Not Gamora. Uh, Mantis into, like... Yeah. Totally turns her into string. ribbons. Yeah, ribbons. Like, like, and then uh, the other Drax guy, Drax. And cubes. And, yeah, cubes. He has, like, the whole thing of, like, oh, yeah, like, you're going to make you shoot Gamora, and he, like, it just turns into bubbles, and it's, like... You're really seeing the, yeah. the stones' true effect. Like, like it's kind of goofy, but it's it's creative, it's interesting. Like, I'll give them that, but, like... You can do that with the reality stone. When I watched Spider-Verse, though, and there was the one scene, which I know a lot of people who've seen the movie will know what I'm talking about, but the, the scene where he fucking has the leap of faith, and he jumps off the fucking building shit... That scene visually, I, it's it, very nice. Yes, I was it, it, not even just visual, but like so much of like the, the music, even too, and like just how like the energy of that scene. I was so like I was in the theater. I was like Invested. hype. Uh, okay. Like I, I've been hype like watching trailers for like you know the Infinity War and Endgame and stuff. But I was in the theater. I was with it. That was a moment for me, and that was I was just oh. <laughs> it's such a cool moment because it's like he's finally he's doing it he's got the powers he's taking the leap he's fucking he's just going for it and oh man it's yeah 100% amazing movie yeah um, even uh, the new Miles Spider-Man PS4 game there's a suit mod where you can make it yo, have the uh, the animation from Spider-Verse yeah, yeah oh, and he's great. wearing the I've seen there's been so much I've seen on Twitter of that and it looks so dope because See, to me, first looking at it, it kind of looks, like, gross. Like, it's, like, stuttering. But then as you're, like, web-swinging and you're just kind of getting along with the suit, it, it starts to look pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, because they, they made it look just like the movie, which I'll give them credit for, because I know the the one that they had on PS4, the, the original Spider-Man one, which the, the Miles Morales one is basically building off of, um, that one had the, uh, like, the old, like, suit that looked all, yeah. like, cartoon and stuff, yeah, too. they did. And it was, uh, like, kind of weird how it looked in-game because of, uh... They had a whole bunch of suits, yeah. They even had yeah. Raimi Spider-Man in there and yep. Ghost Spider-Man. It was sweet. I oh, loved that man. game. It was uh, my first game to actually platinum on ps4 oh Damn. wow yeah you Wicked. you played the shit out of that game it's a very easy game to platinum i actually haven't platinum the dlcs i still need to do that but you basically just get the platinum by playing the game there's a couple 
like things you have to go back and do like time trials and stuff like that which are annoying but yeah it's a wicked game for sure i'm definitely hyped to see what they do here in uh, the next stage of the mcu though for sure because they're Again, with all the series, they're making like Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Blade see, that and what Moon I'm Knight. In. See, I'm excited for see, the Moon Knight Black was interesting uh, announced too. I'm excited for the Black Widow standalone <laughs> movie. The, the trailer, Black... I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I I want to like Black Widow because I think Black Widow is a cool character. She deserved her own movie well before this. For sure. The one thing that pisses me off with that movie is it's set, like, during the whole gap between Civil War and Infinity War, and it's like, okay, cool, but, like, this feels like whatever because we know she's just gonna fucking die. Oh, yeah, And, man. like, unless they do some shit to reveal, like, oh, she's maybe not, like, permanently gone or some of the whole multiverse stuff, which is fine, and I'm oh. fine if they do more with that, but I, I feel like at this point it's like, well, okay, but if you bring her back, that really cheapens her death in that movie... <laughs> but I also feel like in some ways they should, shouldn't have killed her off. Like Guardians Three, I'm definitely there for because the Guardians movies are great, and you know, let James Gunn finish the series. That's cool. I'm I'm there for that. Yeah, I'm there for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. But like, you know, Black Widow, I can't find myself giving a lot of shit about that. Honestly, as much yeah. as I like Black Widow, and a part of me wants to like it, seeing the trailers for it, I'm not that sold on it. I That's just uh, honestly, I, I really like That's Taskmaster, fair. like the the That's big fair. villain from Black Widow. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but his whole power is he literally erases his own memories to like have Chris Evans' move set, like Captain America's move set, how he fights. So he like okay. forgets about his kids so he can fight like Spider Man. Huh. And huh. it's it's gonna be really interesting That's to interesting. see how they actually do that and if he's fighting like. Captain America, Black Widow should just get dummied, right? So it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that goes. Well, one thing I am kind of... The one thing I'll say, the one element of that movie I'm into, because I know they have like a few other characters around this sort of like, you know, family of characters around Black Widow is... Um, Oh, fuck me, what's his name? Uh, I know who you're talking about. The guy who played uh, Hopper in Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yo. I forget what his actual name is, but it's something red. I, I like him as an actor. I yeah. can't remember his name, but he's. A, but, I like him as well, an actor. Because his whole character is basically playing, he's a bit more aged because he didn't get ice like Captain America did, but he's basically the he's Russian, Russian Captain Russian America. Captain exactly, America. yeah. I forget what his <laughs> name is. He, he That character I'm into, and I like that guy as an actor, he's cool. Um, it's a shame that Hellboy 2019 was such a fucking <laughs> shit show. Okay, one, yeah. thing one thing I'll tell you, Sherp, I am really big. Well, I guess even the fans of this show, or the listeners, I'm a huge fucking fan of Hellboy. Like, I, I love Hellboy. I'm not a big comic guy. I fucking, I have all those comics, that whole stack up there of Graphic those are all Hellboy. Or oh, like wow. In-universe stuff for Hellboy. Huh. Hellboy 2019 Fuck me. Director Neil Marshall, you did me dirty, my man. I <laughs> wow. fucking... Oh, David I... Fuck, I... So many things, but the pre-production news I'd heard of that, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. They're making it rated R, but they're not going to try too hard to fucking uh, be edgy with it from the sounds of it, which was a fucking lie. Because <laughs> first few minutes into that movie, the first fucking dialogue you're hearing from... Um, oh, I can't remember his fucking name, but the guy who's playing Professor Trevor Broom in that movie fuck me it's just like oh like i went there with uh, our social media manager invisible fly she's also a, a pretty big fan of um hellboy as well she really likes the the del toro movies which is what actually got me into uh the hellboy series mm -hmm. and we went and saw the movie in theaters i liked uh I still can't remember his fucking name. David Harbour. David Harbour, thank you. That's his name. I thought he was a great choice for Hellboy, as much as I really, like, Rob Perlman will always be, like, like what Hugh Jackman is to Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. He, he is the same thing to Hellboy. Like, he is, yep. he is that iconic, like, perfect cast character or actor for that role. Great. David Harbour was a great choice, though, because really all he had to be, like, he, he really just had to bring the same energy to that character that he did to Hopper from Stranger Things, which is, I really like Hopper from Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. the detective yeah, most people kid. do, yeah. He, yeah. he was a great character, especially, yeah. like, season one. Like, he just needed to be that gruff detective, because that's basically what Hellboy is. He's just this gruff, like, I'm just going to charge in head first into fucking some crazy paranormal shit, but... 
like like literally in the earlier Hellboy comics, like he goes by the moniker of the world's greatest paranormal detective. Like that's that's basically what his character is. Hmm. I didn't know that. He's he's what a great choice for casting. But like, man, did that movie fuck up on so many <laughs> levels. Like, for one, they portray him as just this big dumb brute through a lot of that movie, which is not what Hellboy is. He is an intelligent character. He's just very like headlong and reckless. Mm-hmm. But they they just make him too much like um big dumb guy got big rock hand that hit stuff hard, and that's <laughs> fuck off with that. And they man per- the way they prefer to portray Professor Broom. Like, fuck me. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm fucking having you go fuck up monsters and this and that. And like, I don't know, man. Like, they make him too much. Like, he's all hard up on, like, yeah, I'm just turning you into a weapon to go fight monsters, whatever. That's not what he is. Professor Trevor Broom is basically, like, that universe is, like, he's, he's like Charles Xavier. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, you're, you're, all, you're all weird and different and unique in, in your own way. But that, that's, that's what makes you special. Like, you know, he's very loving and caring. Like, oh. Man, like you watch the the portrayal from the Del Toro movies was very on point. Like while Del Toro did like some weird things in kind of his own way, because that's the kind of creative he is. He likes to kind of take do his own take on stuff in that sense. It was still fucking super on point and just it was such a disappointing film. I think on that note, I think we're about at time for this week. But eat mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, Sir, for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It was oh, fun. Oh, no problem. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again at some point in the future. But, uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Um, as always, thanks again to Zoo for our intro and outro music. Look up uh, Blackbird Bell on Spotify, on Twitter, on really anywhere you get your music. Really just throw some love at them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, as always, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for joining us. See you next week on the balcony. Stay sexy, peeps. (laughs) Stay sexy.